You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff, and of course we are the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. Now, I we're, we're close to the two-year anniversary of this show, which technically would be 104 episodes, but because I do it bi-weekly, we're close to 52. However, because, and I just did some research on why the numbers were not quite adding up, I missed an entire month when this show first debuted, which is why everything's not quite the way I would like it to line up. So, episode one came out on December 5th, 2020. Episode 4 came out February 9th, so that's right on par. And then episode 5 did not come out till March 5th, to March 1st. So yeah, that one uh, kind of messed us up. So there's going to be two anniversary shows, basically. The next time I come to you will be the 52, so that's cool. But I'm planning something big for when we actually get to January 5th or whenever that show is that's going to be the actual anniversary show we, we can't go by the numbers because your host messed that one up so yeah we are now on episode number 51 and I am currently watching a show on Discovery Plus and if you have Discovery Plus I highly recommend it it's called UFO Witness now if you know anything about paranormal TV you've seen Ben Hansen before and Ben Hansen is a unique figure in the world of paranormal television because he's a former FBI agent. Now that tells you something about the man's credibility. FBI. And now he's been on several different shows about the paranormal. I have seen him on, of course, he was the host of Fact or Faked. I have seen him on... Uh, Destination Truth. I'm pretty sure he's been on... Uh, in fact, yes, he has been on Josh Gates's newer show, Expedition Unknown. He was on a different show called Ghosts of Morgantown, which had one of the creepiest and most realistic spirit I've ever seen on a show. That, you know, it's one of those actual jump-back moments. So... He's a pretty credible guy, having, like I said, being an FBI agent, and then turning into the world of paranormal. So I, I like Ben. If Ben is on a show, I'm probably going to watch. Because, again, his credibility speaks for, him, for itself. So he's got a new show, and even before Season 1 dropped, Discovery Plus gave him Season 2. And that tells you, you know, they're clearly pleased with it before even all of us saw it. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff discussed on the UFO witness and kind of delve into a little bit of conspiracy on this one. We try to not talk conspiracy theories on this, but it's kind of hard not to. Now, of course, everyone is familiar with Roswell and Area 51, and, you know, after things got a little dicey in Roswell and Area 51, 
and they had to shut that stuff down because everyone was talking about it. Or was it just moved? We'll get into that in just a bit. But we're going to talk about a famous case that I'm learning about through, through UFO Witness. And it took place in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania on the night of December 9th, 1965. When an acorn-shaped UFO landed and it was seen by through six U.S. states and Canada even as far as Detroit, Michigan Windsor, Ontario of course and I'll give them credit for this this time the government response was not weather balloon but it was a meteor that burned up in the atmosphere except most people don't actually believe that because you know they lie. And so Kecksburg actually embraces this as well as Roswell does to the point that they actually, when you are entering the town, you can see a, uh, not quite a statue, but a replicant of what they call the acorn-shaped thing that crashed in the middle of the woods that had hieroglyphics all over it. So it's it's definitely different than what most people when you know you just usually when you see someone describing a UFO it's usually, you know, completely solid, no markings. Oh no, not this one. So let's get into a an early story in the Greenberg Greensburg Tribune Review states the area where the object landed was immediately sealed off by the U.S. Army and state police officials, reportedly in anticipation of a close inspection or whatever may have fallen. State police officials there ordered the area roped off to await the expected arrival of both U.S. Army engineers and possibly civilian scientists. When state troopers and Air Force personnel searched the woods, they were reportedly found, quote-unquote, absolutely nothing. A subsequent edition of the Tribune Review bore the headline, Searchers Fail to Find Object. Authorities discounted proposed exp explanations such as a plane crash, errant missile tests, or re-entering satellite debris generally assumed it was a meteor. Astronomer Paul Anair said the fireball was likely to have been a meteor entering the Earth's atmosphere. Geophysicist George Weatherlow discussed speculation that it was debris from a satellite and agreed that the reports were probably due to a meteor. Now, of course, what is the government going to say? Oh yeah, it was an alien. I think you and I both know the government, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, has covered up several of these over the years. A Sky and Telescope magazine, which is a, ours is a science journal, actually said that it could be seen as far as Detroit, and that they received 23 reports from aircraft pilots, the first starting at 444, and a seismograph 25 miles southwest of Detroit had recorded the shockwaves created by the fireball as it passed through the atmosphere. The Sky and Telescope article concluded that the path of the fireball extended roughly from northwest to southeast and ended in one of the near western parts of Lake Erie. Now, the thing you got to remember about all of this is the fact that supposedly, and of course, I 
have to say supposedly, because I wasn't there, and our government denies it, that nothing was ever recovered. Except there are many, many reports that say between Roswell and, of course, then the Kecksburg UFO incident, that something was recovered. Now, of course, the, the rumor was that it was brought to Area 51, but there was so much speculation about things brought to Area 51 that they had to basically close the project down. Well, does that mean that all of this then just ended? Or was it moved to a different location? I tend to believe, and so does UFO Witness, that it was moved to a different location. But the question is, where? And one of the most suspected places that these operations were moved to, and again, completely conspiracy theory, no basis in reality, wink wink, nudge nudge, is a place called Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. And it was apparently in a place called Hangar 18 where all this activity happened. A lot of investigations into quote-unquote recovered reconnaissance, including even possibly, again, if you believe so, I do. Not just a wreck, but an alien too. Because, you know, this story just needs something a little bit more. So yeah, apparently there was an alien brought to Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. And there's a lot of different stories that come out of the Wright-Patterson Airfield. Um, not only from this kind of field, but also it is supposedly haunted. Because again, with all the things that have happened here, why wouldn't it be? I mean, I know the original Ghost Hunters actually did an episode from Wright-Patterson. And when the government calls you in to investigate a possible haunting, that tells you something. So, I know on the episode they did not mention anything about, you know, aliens, because that's not, you know, what they do. But still, um, I'll have to go back and re-watch the episode to see if they actually go into Hangar 18, because, I mean... If you're going to go into Wright-Patterson Airfield, why not do the full investigation, including some other things that you may not uh, be called to do? You know what I'm saying? And Wright-Patterson is not the only location where such things have been said to happen. Uh, I'm learning more of this place called... The Dugway Proving Ground, which is in Utah, so it would be relatively close to Roswell. A little easier to get, say, UFOs transported from Nevada to Utah than Nevada to Ohio. And there's, yeah, the more I learn about this Dugway Proving Ground, which is a weird name just to begin with, it definitely has piqued my interest. I had never actually heard of the location before, but 
there definitely seems to be a lot of speculation. Following the public attention drawn to Area 51 in the early 1990s, ufologists and concerned citizens have suggested that whatever covert operations may have been underway at that location, if any, were subsequently transferred to the Dugway Proving Ground. Desert News reported that Dave Rosenfeld, president of the Utah UFO Hunters, claimed but provided no proof for numerous UFOs have been stored and reported in the area in and around Dugway. So, basically what they're saying is this Dugway Proving Ground may or may not be the new Area 51. I mean, it makes sense. You're if that much word had gotten out about the activities at Area 51, you're going to want to move it. So, you know, they're even talking about reverse engineering happening at the two locations of Wright-Patterson and the Dugway Proving Ground. Now, for those that don't know, reverse engineering basically means they're taking alien tech, figuring out how it works, mass producing it for use here and I don't know about you but if an alien civilization is able to transport themselves to earth their technology is so much more than us so if we're gonna do some reverse engineering that sounds like a good place to start so I'll keep you posted on the rest of season one I've watched the first half of it, and I've really enjoyed it, so I'll let you know. I'll let you know if there's any other good uh, conspiracy theories, because, let's face it, everyone loves a good conspiracy theory, especially one that is more likely than others, so, yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a good one, everyone. Happy weekend after Thanksgiving.